Podcast City Network. This is a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments Podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hi guys, we're back to the show. Are you guys interested in making money? Well, keep listening to the podcast. I'll make a special announcement on how you, the listener, can make money by listening to my podcast as well as other podcasts. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're back on the show. And today we got a very interesting guest, MMA fighter, Carlos Martinez. How you doing today, Carlos? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good, good, good. Where are you from, Carlos? North Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm from New Jersey, so we're on the same time zone. <laughs> Carlos, um, give us a little bit of a background information, like how you got started into the martial arts and how how'd you get into MMA. Well, when I, I wrestled in middle school, I wrestled in, in high school. Uh, I was a two-time state champion. And wrestling. Uh, I wrestled in college too. So I needed a way out after, you know, like college. So I decided to start training MMA. And I started with boxing first. So I started doing amateur boxing and I'm 2 0 in amateur boxing. And then it was time to uh, translate my wrestling into, you know, the boxing. And then I started doing MMA. Okay. What college did you go to? Delaware Valley University. Okay, was that a Division Two school or one yeah. or three? Yeah, Division Three. Okay, and then are you still uh, continuing your boxing, or are you just gonna stick with MMA? Well, I train. You know, I train different styles. Like nowadays, you have to train everything to, you know, be the best at it. And yeah, I wanna continue to compete in amateur boxing and. Probably get some kickboxing matches in, you know, uh, grappling. Oh, okay. So you're planning to dabble into everything, not just yeah. MMA. Yeah, you work on every martial art. Okay. And which do you? Which is easier to you, the grappling or the striking? Uh, I think it's a fifty-fifty. Like, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fast learner, so like. When oh, I, okay. 
when my coach is showing me something, I just, you know, I just have to see it once and then uh, I drill it. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I just figured if you started with wrestling, that would be uh, a little easier for you. But if you're, if you're a quick learner, I guess, you know, because when you're mad, right, you can pick up anything. Yeah. yeah. What organization have you fought in in terms of MMA? Uh, Spartaca Fight League. That was my first MMA fight. And I fought in West Virginia for my last fight. But I can't remember. Uh, spy, fight, fight Night in the Valley. That's what the promotion is called. Uh, okay. So you had two MMA fights so far? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what was your first uh, MMA, MMA fight like? Like, what happened? Uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, I knocked the guy out the first round. Uh, I think it was, like, a, in a minute. And, yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, wow. And this was after your uh, amateur boxing matches, or did you do MMA yeah. first? No, I did my, my uh, boxing first. Oh, uh, okay, wow. Under a minute, holy shit. Was it, like, one punch, or did you have to, like, pummel him? Yeah. Well, I punched him, he dropped, and I just jumped on top and, you know, finished the, finished the job. The other referee stopped it. Oh, wow. And then what happened in your second MMA fight? Um, the guy didn't want to fight me anymore after the second round. So he quit after – so it was like uh, the manager or him kind of threw in a towel? Yeah, the guy didn't want to fight me anymore. He, he told his coach he didn't want to fight. Oh, shit. Now, what was your weight? What's your weight class? 185. Oh, wow. All right, so you're a decent-sized guy. Do you cut down to 185, or is that? Yeah, I walk around around like 220. Oh, 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 that's a massive weight cut, man. Yeah, I mean, with the wrestling, you know, I've been cutting weight my entire career in wrestling. So, I run How far in advance do you start cutting weight before your fight? Uh, about like a month, like four weeks out. That's when oh, I started, okay. started getting serious about my diet. And then, you know, you start working. Uh, I work out like sometimes three times a day, you know, and then that that allows me to lose like 10 pounds a day and then rehydrate and then do the same thing every day. Now, do you change your diet or? Yeah, I do. Like, you, you eat healthier and stuff? Yeah. Do you like more vegetables and less meat, or? Yeah, I usually cut do. Cut sugar. Yeah, I don't really eat any sugar when I'm cutting weight. I just go with the protein, like, you know, some chicken. Uh, do broccoli. Broccoli is my favorite, so I eat a lot of broccoli. <laughs> you know, carrots and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, that's good. And then what's your typical day like? Do you just train all day or do you work full time now or, or part time? Well, right right now, my boss is my boxing coach. So he understands the grind. So he told me to take these, uh, these weeks off. And well, right now, after this interview, I'm going to go run. And then probably in the afternoon, work out again. And then at night, go to practice. Oh, so your boss for your job is actually your boxing coach? Yeah. We do, <laughs> we do construction, so he understands. Oh, wow. So that works out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, if you had to choose an organization, like, to fight for, like, I mean, what, what which organization would you fight for when you turn a pro? Um, well, I still got a long way, but... Hopefully, I could make it to the UFC. That's what, that's been my dream, you know, like fight for the UFC since I was a little kid. So, hopefully, it works out. Okay. Okay. And then, um, whatchamacallit? Are you, um, you have any fights coming up now? Yeah, I'm fighting for uh, Donald Cerrone, the uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight series. Uh, June 29th, so next weekend I'll be, I'll be fighting. Uh, I'm fighting for the title at 205. Oh, all right, so you don't have to cut weight. Well, you still cut weight, but not as much. 
Tell me yeah. a little bit more about this Donald Cerrone series. I haven't ever heard of it. Is it on pay-per-view or is it just what, – what, tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, they just started. This is the second event. Uh, so, basically, they, they go live on a flow combat. So, is it, I mean, they just started, but, you know, Cowboy Cerrone is going to be there. Uh, he always brings, like, UFC fighters in. So, uh, it's growing now. You know, they have the best, like, that's why they say they have the best amateur, like, prospects fighting for, for them. And well, I got invited to this fight. You know, they they offered me the fight and I took it. So, hopefully, I get the win and, you know. So they came to you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was, said it's a title shot, so you didn't have a cat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Wow. So I guess like we're a lot of your fights streamed on the internet. Is that how they found you, or you just fought yeah. like Donald Cerrone's area or something? No, they um. Well, we have Spartica, which is a pay per view. Okay. On Fight TV, so you can watch it there, or my videos on my, you know, my Facebook. Like I'm always, you know, promoting myself. Like when I fight, I post my fights, and then people just share it. You know. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, when uh, Cowboy Cerrone invites people, you know, to come train with him after the fights, if you know, if you're good enough, he'll invite you over to his ranch and, you know, train with him for a, lot, for a little bit. And it's pretty awesome. So you get a belt and then the opportunity to train with him. That is great. Yeah, big motivation. So I have to do it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, do you have any, like, sponsors now or? It works oh, yeah. As well? Yeah, you know, I have local businesses here around. Well, I live on an island. So, like, it's pretty small, small town. And, you know, uh, one of my main ones is uh, Sand Dollar um, Pools and Spas, which is I used to coach um, both of his kids. His name is Todd. I used to coach both of his little kids in wrestling, you know. I, I did it for free. Uh, usually I just coach around here for free. And, you know, it's good that. He's one of my main sponsors, you know, giving back uh, to me, you know, like helping me out with my career and supporting me, you know, because I did the same thing for them, but it's not like, you know, I'm just pursuing this right now and see where it takes me. Oh, wow. Now, uh, do you watch any other MMA organizations other than the UFC? Yeah, I, I watch one FC. Those okay. guys are, yeah, those guys are for real. <laughs> uh, Bellator. Uh, did you see Bellator last night? No, I didn't see. I was watching the UFC fight. Yeah, I was trying because I got the, you know, I got the ESPN Plus and I got the Danzen subscription, right? Yeah. I was watching um, the Bellator and then I was like on MMA Junkie and I noticed that uh, Lovato Jr. fought. But what I don't understand is, all right, they had it on MMA Junkie. Then they put it on Bellator. You know, like if you go on the Bellator app, you can watch some fights. For some reason, yeah. this fight was the only one I couldn't watch. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Like they did, and what I don't understand is why don't they put it on bands and later? Like they did that same thing with Hobson Bracey Jr.'s fight. Yeah. They they won't put it on bands, and so I don't I don't know how that works. Uh, how long you been using bands Dan for? Using it longer now? No, not really. I mean, I'm always working out, but like my buddies are always like, "Yo, let's go watch the UFC fights." So, you know, they <laughs> drag me into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't get to watch the main event last night. I gotta watch it later on with the zombie. Don't don't spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, they they got, and then I was watching a little bit of the. Uh, Contender series yesterday. Do you watch that at all or no? The Contender series? Yeah. No. Uh, it was my first time. I thought it was pretty good. Was it? I liked it. You know, maybe one day you can get on there. Yeah, hopefully. That's that's the plan. I mean, 
or I can just go straight to the UFC, but it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. So after you win this Donald Cerrone thing, that's still amateur, right? Yep. It's still amateur. When do you anticipate yourself getting your first pro fight? Are you going to do, like, a couple more amateur or? Yeah, well, my plan right now after this fight, I'm going to take a break. Like, I'm just going to train. And okay. So, basically, I'm going to be training and competing and, you know, my jiu-jitsu uh, competitions like Nagas and stuff so I can get okay. so I can get my belt because right now, you know, I'm still a white belt. But I'm tapping out, you know, like blue belts and brown belts. But uh, I haven't competed yet. So, I think, oh, wow. uh, I think yeah. once I start competing and I need to let my body heal because I already fought, like, I fought three times, mm-hmm. including, my, including my boxing and my two MMA fights. Three fights in three months. And, you know, the weight cutting and and everything is catching up to me. So, mm-hmm. but right, right now. It's more of a beating deal in a boxing match, right? Cause, yeah. Because those, those other guys you knocked out and finished pretty quickly. Yeah. Wow. Now, how did it go with the uh, the boxing match? Uh, it was good. I'm two and zero in boxing. Uh, the guy I fought, you know, it was it was his first fight, and it was my second. But he was pretty tough. I mean, he caught me some with some uh, with a hook, and from there it was just like I just have to go off, you know. Like started working on my combinations, uh, started putting them together. Like something clicked after he punched me. <laughs> so like. I just started, you know, hitting my one-twos and my jab, my straight uh, straight left. Because I'm southpaw. So, oh, okay. He, he was right-handed. So, you know, I was killing him with the step back uh, straight every time he threw the jab. So, I went from there, you know, set up my, my combination with my straight. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Now, in terms of boxing, did he have a lot of like sandbagging involved? Like you may be fighting some guy that's more experienced than the guy you're fighting. Like how closely uh, do they regulate the guys coming in to compete in boxing? Well, see, everybody starts like in amateur boxing. My coach always said like we're gonna start fighting. Like when when I started, I fought an MMA fighter. He was one and one in MMA. But he was 0-0 in boxing. So he already had the more like, you know, more experience than I did. And my original guy pulled out and I was like, you know what, just throw somebody in. I wanna fight. <laughs> and they just threw that guy in and we fought and I beat him, you know, like it was it was a good fight, but his cardio couldn't handle mine. So that's wow. one of the you can be a good boxer, like you can be a good striker, but if you don't have the cardio like, you're not going to last long with me because, like, my wrestling, we focus so much on endurance and, you know, being in the best shape possible. That's what happened in my second MMA fight. The guy couldn't handle my cardio, and he quit. <laughs> now, do you notice – I want to touch on something a little bit. I want to get your opinion on this. That – like boxers, wrestlers, even kickboxers, that they seem to drill the technique more than jiu-jitsu guys. Yeah. I mean, you notice that, right? Yeah. Like they, the jiu-jitsu guys, they kind of go like right into it, right? Yeah. Is that coming from your from your wrestling background? Did that kind of like – does that kind of annoy you or do you kind of like that? Well, you know, I like to go – well, sometimes I like to go live, you know, like just roll around. But mm-hmm. most of the time I'm, you know, drilling my technique. Like I can't go live if I don't perfect something, so, you know. Like I work a lot on my my combos. And, you know, if I like uh, if I like, like the arm bar, I drill it. Because my coach in high school always said, if you don't drill the move a thousand times, you're not going to hit it in a match. So that's mm-hmm. that's my mentality. Like I have to drill everything, like at least – a hundred times a day, every single day, so I can like I can hit it during uh, during the fight. And yeah, sometimes when I'm you know working on my jujitsu, it's annoying because like 
professor's always like, all right, time to go, time to go live. And I'm like, where's the drilling, you know? Yeah. But now, if you meet up, I like, I, I had like a certain open mat with the guys from your jiu-jitsu school to do just drill, or do you do the drilling of jiu-jitsu moves in your MMA class or your MMA gym? I don't even know. Do you go to different gyms or is it just one place that you train everything? There's one gym, but we have different coaches. So oh, okay. okay. It's basically we do uh, Muay Thai. On the, um, there's two sides of the gym, so it's like, um, like split in half. So on one side you have the Muay Thai guys, and the other side you have the Jiu Jitsu mats. So like, practice starts at six for Jiu Jitsu, and then. Uh, Muay Thai starts at 7.30. So we just trained before. Yeah, we just trained. What's the name of the school? Diego Bispo Academy. What what is it again? Diego Bispo Academy. Oh, okay. Okay. Diego is a four-time world champion in jiu-jitsu. He's pretty legit. He's a black belt. Okay. What what, what class was he in? Do you know? No. I don't know. I don't know what class. I just joined the gym like last week. Oh, okay. So this is your new gym. Yeah, this is my new my new gym. Yeah. Okay. So where did you train before? Because you obviously weren't training there when you did your MMA fight. No, I was training here in North Carolina. Uh, some gym. The gym is called literally the gym. It's called the gym. You know they actually have like that around here, but it's not a martial arts gym. It's like a no. weightlifting gym. Yeah, it's called the gym. It's like a franchise. They only got like two two locations here in Jersey, though. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we have one here. All right, so so you go, you you're in Carolina. You the gym that you went to, I guess, is on that island or Carolina that you live. But your new school is somewhere else. Yeah, it's like an hour thirty minutes. Oh wow! That's yeah, hiking. Yeah, I drive every day. Drive and then when you. Do they have classes back to back so you can just drive there and just stay for a couple hours? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's not that bad if you can do that. Yeah, that for luck if you would have to like go there, work out, and then kill like two hours and then train again. That would really just suck. Yeah, that would suck, but you know, it works out for me, so I'm happy with them right now. Okay. And your boxing coach teaches there too, or is that something separate? No, he's in North, he's here in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And he's at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Wow. Now, if you had to pick like a fighter that you admire, you know, whether it's in UFC or Bellator or whatever the organization is, um, who do you think is like your favorite or your top five? Uh, I think my favorite would be. Cain Velasquez, I always, you know, love watching his fights when I was growing up. I think that's he's one of the reasons why I got into this. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, just like just like I said, you know, cardio. He was he was one of those guys. He was always going forward, you know, and he's a wrestler too. He actually funny story when I was I wrestled in Iowa for a semester, uh, Ellsworth Community College, and. Our rival school was Iowa Central. Cain mm-hmm. Velasquez, Cain Velasquez wrestled at Iowa Central, and John Jones wrestled at Iowa Central. Uh. So I thought it was pretty cool that I was, you know, wrestling against the our rivals, and you know, those two fighters came out of there. Oh, I think Kamaru cool. Usman wrestled there too. Say it again. Kamaru Usman, I think he wrestled at Iowa Central too. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not Wow. Now, what's your opinion in terms of, like, categories of martial arts? Like, which do you think is the most important that helps you when you're in an MMA fight? Is it the boxing, the wrestling? I mean, I know you guys got to combine it all. But there's one thing that you say, all right, no matter what, like, if you're exhausted that day, let's say you only got one hour sleep the whole week, and you got to get up that next day, and you had to choose something to train because you felt that that was the most important, 
in terms of an MMA fight, which martial art would you choose? The wrestling. <laughs> I had a feeling <laughs> you were going to say that. I kind of, I kind of agree with you. As much yeah. as I love jujitsu, I think the ability to take the person down is, is important. You know. Yeah. I mean, unless the guy's like a really good striker, then you know, can knock you out. But you still got to touch you. You know. Yeah. I think wrestling. I mean, you take somebody down and wrestling, you control them the whole time, you know, like keep them down. And that's how we get our breaks here. Like when you wrestle, you get your breaks on top. Just ride them out, put your weight on them, you know, make them carry your weight. And that's how that's how they get tired. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wrestling is definitely the most important one for me. That's my opinion, you know. But So what's your typical training day? Do you wrestle first? Or do you do you stand up first? Um, well, I mix it up so it doesn't get boring. Okay. Like on uh, on Mondays, I go with my striking. My striking, I do it first, and then I do jujitsu, and then I have to get my miles in, so I run. And then um, on Tuesday, I do wrestling, and then I work on my uh, muay thai again, and then. Um, I do, I do wrestling for like three hours, you know, like I wrestle for three hours. Cause that's the, that's the main thing that gets me in shape. Like my car cardio wise, cause my heart is always like pumping pretty fast. So I wrestle for like three hours and it's not, you know, like drilling most of the time, but it's just going live and getting myself in different positions. So I spend a lot of time doing that and. Yeah, you switch it up every time, you know. And you do that, at, and you do the wrestling at your new school, or do you go to like a high school to wrestle for those three hours? No, I do it here in North Carolina at the gym. We have a we have a wrestling mat there. Oh, okay. And then so it's like this: they're all MMA fighters, or some of them are wrestlers, like you know, just like college wrestlers. Yeah, all my all my friends, all, all the my friends that I wrestle with, I just bring them over, you know. Uh, are you still the owner? I have the key to the gym. Like, oh, gym. okay. So it's your own private session. Yeah, and sometimes. They, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say it's kind of hard to find. Well, at least around here, <clears throat> it's hard to find a uh, a wrestling school like for adults. You know, oh, like, yeah. it's usually like high school, and occasionally it'll be like college uh, training centers around here. So you know. I always wondered, like, how the MMA guys around here do it. I guess they did just bring in a wrestling coach and they just wrestle at their own place. But that's pretty cool. So you, you spent three hours just on your wrestling. Yeah, focusing. And how many hours do you spend on your boxing? Usually it's the same, like, two, two to two and a half, you know. I try to, like, I try to do three hours tops on every or everything that I practice on. Not just going hard the whole time, but you know, focusing on the technique. Cause I like to perfect everything before I step on on the cage or on the mat. So I do everything over and over and over and over until it's like drill in my head. Okay. Until, I until I don't have to think about it, and then it just flows, you know. And do you do Thai boxing like traditional Thai boxing too? Yeah. Okay. Now. Do you often find yourself when you're sparring in terms of Thai boxing, like doing some boxing moves that may end up like in a mistake and then you get clipped? Like, you know, like with the bobbing and weaving. Yeah. It, it happens a lot. Yeah, it's a little different, right? It's like the, yeah. range, the range and everything's a little different. Yeah, well, I'm pretty good at, you know, finding my range now that, you know, I have long arms. And I'm six foot, but I have very long arms. So I just stick my, my hand out and, you know, touch him. And if I can touch him, if I can touch you, I can hit you, you know. Like, but sometimes yeah. when I'm touching him, I just take a, like a step back and that's my range, you know. I can kick, I can hit you from from there. So usually I just do that at the beginning of the match. Like when we touch hands, I already found my range. After we touch hands, that's like the trick that I have. So, and then I just start, you know, stay tight to you the whole time. Okay. 
Now, do you work on any like flexibility, like flexibility, like prevent injuries or anything? Do you have like a session for that at all? Or no, but I, I'm trying to find you know something like like stretches that that will help because right now I'm just doing you know basic like wrestling stretches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, dude. You want to keep? I would probably you know, start doing yoga now. It's yeah, helping. It's just a matter of finding the time to do it, or you can just do it in your house, you know. Especially with all the the, the punishment you put your body through, you know. Now, how do you handle like when your body's all bruised up, going into like jujitsu or wrestling? Like particularly the legs, you just push through it. Yeah. Now, is it is it hard to do the shots when your legs all banged up from Thai boxing? Yeah, usually, well, like two weeks ago, I didn't take any breaks two weeks ago. So I, my body was pretty beat up. So I was training, you know, three times a day, every day. And until my body was like, hey, dude, you need, you know, you need to step back and take a break. So I took like two days off. I took Sunday, Saturday and Sunday off, which I don't really do much. I just spar. I spar on Sunday and then I do open mat on, I mean, Saturday I do sparring and then open mat on Sunday so I, I didn't go to those those two and I was just like okay well rehydrate you know drink more water eat healthy and then just I stayed I stayed in bed all day for those two days you know because my legs were were bruised up and from the kicks and um, yeah that's how I recovered <laughs> Okay, now do you do any of those like ice cold baths at all? Well, I, yeah, I did one, and then I just started putting, you know, like ice bags on my legs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you ever try that? Was that uh, cryotherapy? I think that's what it's called, where they stick you like in an ice. Uh, and I wouldn't like it's like a kind of like a shower, but it's not a shower, like a chamber. Yeah, like try that. Yeah. Well, I never tried it because we don't have any around here. Yeah, so try that on how that works. Yeah, know? my body, my my one of my teammates, uh, Jason Willingham, shout out to him. He just won the title last night for Spartica. Uh, he does that all the time before his matches. Oh, like, okay. Before his fights, he goes and gets in that thing, and it works. I mean, that's what he says it works. So I'll probably try it out before I step on the cage next okay. weekend. Now, do you do a lot of like drink a lot of protein shakes or? Yeah, it depends on because I can't you know too much protein turns into fat, so I have to you know keep it like to the level where uh, my body is like all right, you have enough protein, but not too much. But sometimes when I when I'm working out a lot, I just drink a, a protein shake and then go back to work. <laughs> Now, do you do amino acids separately or just protein shakes? Actually, I use right now them, so I'm probably going to go buy more. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I take some. Uh, before my workouts, you know, I drink, um, what's it called? I don't, I, I don't even have the bottle anymore. But I get my, my supplements from, from Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, from Jer Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore Supplements. Oh, okay. I don't know if you heard of them. No, no, surprisingly. I didn't even yeah, know. <laughs> well, I wrestled with one guy, and that he's from New Jersey, so. He's and now he's up there by you? No, he's over there in Jersey. He just ships them to me. Oh, okay. Does he do MMA or just wrestling? Just wrestling. Well, he's starting to get into MMA, but he's. He's just wrestling right now. Okay. Now, in terms of jiu-jitsu, do you find it um, difficult? Did you find it difficult when a guy puts you on your back, if they were able to? Uh, no. I'm, I mean, I don't think I, I've been taken down in a jiu-jitsu practice or a role yet. But... Or swept? Like, not even swept and put on your back? Well, yeah, but, you, you know, I just, like, I'm comfortable there because I used to, you know, well, wrestling is not like they say, oh, it's going to be difficult for you to get adaptive being on your back. 
but I mean, we all sleep on our backs, so like, it's, yeah. not, it's not a big deal for me, you know. Because I remember, like, it was a long time ago. I used to, there was this uh, huge guy in my jujitsu class. Very like five eight, you know, really, really strong guy. Like, he would do like I think like twenty and thirty reps with like two twenty five like every day, you know, three or four sets of that. Really strong, thick guy, right? And he was a brown belt in judo. Actually, might have been a black belt at that time, but. If you ever got him on his back, which was really rare, because you know, because it was judo background, he would yeah. kind of like freak freak out if he was put on his back. You know, he would try to work from his back, but then he would be like, "Oh, screw this!" And then like <laughs> sweep you in and like crush you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of remember that. There are guys like that, but I'm not. I'm not like that. You know, like I have to make the transition. Like when I'm doing jujitsu, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna be on my back, so I'm not getting pinned. And if I can keep him on my guard, he's not scoring points. So, mm. now, do you I'm work a lot of submissions from your guard for MMA? So yeah, like- yeah, I have a couple that I work on. You know, you always gotta have that the offense from your back, and then that defense too. You know, like and. And you got to have everything nowadays, so. Yeah, I've been yep. noticing, like, it seems like, I mean, I, I, I know it's hard because you're getting punched in the face, but it seems like the, um, a lot of it, even at the UFC level, like, very few guys use their guard. But you, you'll see women do it. You know, I mean, they may not be perfect positions, but it seems like the women, like, I don't know if it's a flexibility thing. Or maybe they do more jiu-jitsu than the guys. It seems like they, they tend to throw more submissions off their back, I think, than men. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, it might be a flexibility thing, or I don't know. I really, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, you know, there's uh, what's that guy's name in the U.S. He's really sick. He just fought a guy from Brazil. Crap. He's, like, one of the few guys that uh, I always remember guys that I want to talk about and I can never remember their name. <laughs> well, he's like that long, skinny guy. He fought too not too long ago. He's one of the very few guys, you know, that's in the UFC that's good on their back. You know, like even Damian Maya, he's more of like a top guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... He's got like good guard passing. Now, what do you do in terms of guard passing? Do you kind of do? Do you follow like any of the uh, modern day jujitsu guys like Gary Tonin, Gordon Ryan, that squad, anything like that? Or no, I mean everything I'm learning right now is from Diego. So he, you know, I, I trust him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, do you guys do a? Uh, a lot of gi, or is it yeah. mostly? Yeah, so I mean, everybody. You, well, there's days when there's two practices. So the first practice is uh, gi, and then so, well, he switches that up. But the first class is gi, and then no gi. You know, so MMA fighters can come in because like not every MMA fighter competes. You know, with the gi. So there's diff- different days for you know. Okay. Now, do do you do both the gi and the no gi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say get you a little better. Now, when you start doing um, jujitsu competitions, are you gonna do both? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do both. Now, what's the? I know you you were talking about Naga. You know, I've done a few of those. Is there any other big? Uh, are you going to be doing, like, I don't know if there's any IBGF tournaments down there, but uh, I know, like, uh, Naga goes everywhere. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? New Breed, I think, goes down there. Have you ever heard of that? No. Like I said, I just got into this, like, Jiu-Jitsu thing, so I'm... Yeah. Learning. I would say Naga's been around longer, obviously, other than IBGF. But you may want to check out New Breed. I think, I think they're actually from your area. Oh really? 
Yeah. So if you go on the internet and you type in new breed and just put BJJ, you'll see it. And then um, that's another avenue too. I mean, if you get, if you're really, it seems like you're such a national athlete, you can get into uh, submission fighting where you can actually uh, compete in the grappling matches and get paid. Uh, you ever heard of the Kasai Pro? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, Google that one because uh, there was a guy at my jiu-jitsu school. He came, you know, he was a Division One wrestler. You know, but, but he he just got his blue belt. But like that's like a blue belt, but his real skill level is way beyond that because it was Division yeah. wrestling background. You know, I think at the time. I think he's like 24. I think he was like 22. He started, he's gotten so good that he's actually competing in a Kasai Pro, which is like a four-man tournament. I don't know how much money they get paid, but it's held in New York City. And then there's another one called Fight the Win, but he usually goes to Kasai Pro. You may want to look into that. I think I think that would like supplement you. Like, you know, you could do the Naga, you know, in your off-season. You know, if you want to get paid, which I'm sure you do. You know, you know, you want to want to do some events where you're not getting like smashed up all the time. I think that would be a good, good, um, good avenue for you, considering your wrestling background. You know. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, looking into it. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. So, are you training today or today? Oh, actually, I think you said you're running after this, right? Yeah, I'm gonna How get. How do you run? Uh, well. I try to do like three, three to six, you know, skip a simple, just get a light jog, get my sweat going. Okay. Right, yeah, like right now it's five weeks, so I have to turn it down, which is hard because wrestlers usually don't do that, you know. Like the day before competition, we, we go in like twice as hard. <laughs> In wrestling? I, yeah. Aren't you guys afraid to tear something before your competition? Well, not really. We don't think about that. You know, if you think if you think you're getting hurt during practice, you're gonna get hurt. So we just go in there and you know, like roll around. We know freak freak accidents happen, but yeah. we uh, we're not slamming each other. You know, we're just working hard, but technical. I hear you. I hear you. Now. If anybody wanted to get in contact you with you, you know, like a fight promoter or a sponsor, like how how would they get in contact with you? Uh, they can, you know, look me up on my Instagram or at losmar97. Uh, I mean, my phone number, I can. Oh, I wouldn't give that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Get banned calls. Like, you know, you got a Facebook page too, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, Carlos Martinez. Okay. And then what was your Instagram again? Lowe's Mar 97. So L-O-S-M-A-R 97. Okay. Yeah, when you get a chance, just, uh, you know, after you get done with this, when you get a chance to email me that, and I can put that in the uh, episode description. All right. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they can. You know what I mean? Or they can use the Anchor app. Any listeners listening out there, they can use the Anchor app and leave me a message. And then I can get in touch with Carlos too. But the easiest way is, you know, email me your Facebook page and your uh, Instagram, and I can put that in the show notes. You know? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, Carlos, it was great having you on the show. Good luck in that Donald Cerrone um, fight that you got coming up. And again, when is that coming up again? Next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, if you yeah. can shoot me a link to that to that website, I'm sure they have a website. I can add that to the show notes. This way, if anybody wants to watch your fight, you know they can and find out more about you. That'd be great. Uh, do you have a YouTube channel? No, I don't. I don't really use YouTube that much. <laughs> okay. Well, if you can shoot me that Carl, uh, Donald Cerrone thing, that would be good. You know, then I could say, you know, this is the guy that's fighting in this particular tournament. This is the guy I interviewed, blah, blah, blah. And I put everything in the, in the description. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll be back after this short break.
All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the sh- slash mark the shark MMA show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. All right, guys, we're back. And now is the time for you guys to learn how to make money. Now, you can easily make money by listening to this podcast by downloading an app called PodCoin. Either your Android phone or your tablet or your iPhone or your tablet. And it's fairly simple. For each podcast that you listen to, you earn points, and then you can redeem those points for either Amazon or Starbucks, or you can even donate it to charity. Now, by listening to my podcast and using this special promo code called MMA Show, that's the promo code MMA Show, you will get 300 pod coins just for signing up and using my code. Again, it's MMA Show, and the app is called PodCoin. You can get it from, if you have an Android um, device, you can go to the Google Play Store. If you have an Apple device, you go to the uh, Apple Store. All right, guys, we'll be back. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook. With a 30-day trial membership, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show. Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets podcastcity.net facebook.com slash podcastcitynetwork hit that thumbs up you can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on twitter at podcastcitynet only on Podcast City Network good day everybody this is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio and you are tuned into the Mark the Shark MMA show alright guys we're back on a show uh, today I got a guest a guest host with me, uh, Master Steve here. How you doing, Steve? Doing good here, Mark. All righty. So we're getting ready to talk about ESPN card going on with the UFC that goes on in New Jersey. Uh, I believe you're going to that one, correct? On August third, it's ESPN five right. on uh, ESPN five. Yeah, if you're watching uh, on TV, I'm be live at the Prudential Center uh, next Saturday. So, yeah. Yeah. You bought those tickets for like what, one fifty or something? Uh, it's about one seventy, but that's without the uh, extra fees and whatnot that the uh, Ticketmaster uh, adds on there. So. And those were like good seats or not so good seats? This um, you know, not front seats, but it's kind of uh, I think I'll be pretty happy with the uh, where with where I am. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so they got on the main card, they got Colby Covington and Robbie Lawler. Mm. Who do you think is going to be uh, the victor in that one? Well, I would, obviously I'll be cheering for Lawler just because, you know, he's been he's had a story career in MMA. and knocked out, you know, with a champion. Knocked out a lot of people in his day. And you know, he's got that old school appeal. But, you know, uh, your heart, my heart is not the best way to uh, look at the fight. Why use my mind to analyze it. You know, Robbie has struggled with grapplers in the past. Uh, Jake Shields, I remember back in Strike Force, basically just kind of took him down over and over again. Mm. And, you know, that's Kobe's strength. I believe he's a uh, two times, not just All American, but two time champ for uh, NCAA Division One wrestling. And you know, he's out grappling pretty much everyone except one guy. In the, I believe uh, Kobe's uh, twelve and one or fourteen and one. But anyways, he has one loss. Besides that, he's managed to pretty much out grapple everyone else he fought. 
and that's been uh, Robbie's weakness. So I expect a five-round grueling fight where Colby is going to be locking up with Robbie the entire time, pushing him against the cage, uh, drag him down to the mat. Bars going to be looking to land some of those punches, but you know anything could happen in the sport. And you know there's five rounds, that's 25 minutes, something could land, but if we're just looking, <coughs> if we're just looking at the past histories and you know, the records of both men. I think the stylistic uh, match matchup uh, favors Colby. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm guessing that you have the uh, opposite, taking the opposite stance. No, no. I'm, I'm actually. I've only seen Colby fight once, once or twice. I think he beat. Didn't he fight Damian Maya? He beat, he beat Maya. He also beat uh, I mean, those Andros for the 170 interim uh, title belt. Also, uh, Dong Young Kim. So. Oh, okay. He's being, yep, so he's being, uh, so that's, uh, the one thing is that he's been fighting mostly grapplers. I don't think he's fought anyone that has Robbie's striking or power yet. So maybe he'll be a little gunshot coming in. You know, maybe he gets touched once, then he's got to start panicking. But, like I said, this guy is a very good grappler, very good at stifling you, staying on top of you, and taking you out of your game. So that's why I would have to go for him uh, as the uh, winner. Ah, interesting. And then the other, the other, the co-main event is Clay Guida versus Jim Miller. Right, Jim Miller. Yeah, there are two uh, veterans that've been with the UFC forever. You know, Jim Miller. Uh, he's a local Jersey boy. Yep. A big uh, kind of a hometown hero around Northern New Jersey. But unfortunately, he hasn't really done so. Uh, wherever he fights in his hometown, home state, with, or the area, you know, whether it's New Jersey, New York, he has. Uh, he's never done well. So. <laughs> So you're going to go with... Uh, uh, back in 2011, when he fought uh, Nate Diaz at the IZOD, which I believe is no longer there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, East Rutherford. Yeah, so I actually saw uh, Jim Miller get uh, submitted by Nate Diaz almost a decade ago, so yeah. Yeah, so you're going to go with uh, Clay Guida on this one, right? I actually don't know, because, you know, uh, both of these guys, both of these are uh, guys that have a lot of uh, mileage, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it happens to the best of us, you know, once you hit, you know, 35, mid-30s, unless maybe you're a heavyweight or you're someone like Randy Couture, you really just, uh, everything just catches up to you. So I was, I'm just wondering who at this point, you know, has taken more damage and who's kind of uh, more under the weather at this moment. Yeah. I don't know if you have any, uh, if you have any thoughts about that. <sighs> this one's going to be a tough one, man, because Jim Miller's tough, but Clay Guida's... He's fought like the top of the top-notch competitors, you know. I mean, he was like uh, I think he was a strike force champion too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was a strike force champion at lightweight. He beat uh, Josh Thompson for that belt. Yeah, uh, that one. I don't know, man, because Clay Guida's yeah, got that. He's got that style where he tires people out. Yeah, I may have to give it to Clay Guida on that one. Yeah, I may have to give it to Clay Guida on that one. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, also, uh, Ashley Paris, that was another one. When, Ashley, when the WEC first merged with the UFC, and Ashley Paris was brought over to the UFC, his first fight was against Clay Guida, and Guida actually won that. So that's another, uh, that's another champion that he's beaten, so... Yeah, I mean, I know, I know uh, Miller's tough, but I just think... Guida's faced tougher competition. He's come out on top. I'm not too familiar with the undercard, the rest of the fighters. I do know, I've heard of, I've seen Mickey Gall fight. I think he beat yeah, that, another, uh, uh... Another local hometown hero. Yeah. From, uh, actually, I believe he's from uh, New Brunswick. Yeah. Central Jersey, but now he trains with uh, Jim Miller. So he must be up in uh, North Jersey these days. So. Yeah, he beat that wrestler that they brought over. The punk. Speaking of punk, huh? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, uh, have you uh, have you heard about BJ Penn? No. What's going on with BJ Penn? Speaking of uh, Washington fighters and guys with a lot of mileage, yeah, he still he has another fight coming up. Still hasn't been cut by the UFC despite being on uh, like a seven win losing streak. Oh really? Who's he fighting? He's fighting uh, Nick Lentz. Interesting. Another Jersey boy, right? Is that the? Oh wait, I keep thinking of the one from Jersey. Of, uh, you're thinking of, I 
of uh, Jeff Lentz. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Lentz is the guy from uh, Minnesota, the uh, wrestler guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I just see it now. Yeah, BG Penn is supposed to fight him. <coughs> um, does it say when? Does I believe say- they, they have both verbally agreed to fight, but they has not been set yet. But they are working on setting that up. And I think it shows you that um, a lot of these MMA guys, they just don't know when to quit. You're always looking for that one last victory, that one last you know, walk out, hearing the, everyone screaming your name, and hopefully getting your hand raised at the end. I mean, a lot of guys, even when they're when they're they shouldn't be you know, picking up the gloves, they play on the gloves anymore. They're, they're still looking for that one last moment, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no like specific news on it. There's like a, uh, it's like a video on it. There's nothing. I mean, if you go, uh, if you go to Sherdog.com, that they do have a story about how uh, also bloody elbow. Some of the blogs that they've had, uh, they have a story about. How both men have verbally agreed to fight. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing, uh. Yeah, there's nothing specific there. Wow, man. That's pretty, that's insane. <laughs> Do you Are you familiar with the rest of the undercard on for that one that you're going to? Let me give you that one. Hold on a second. Let me go up. You got... Just give me a second here. Yeah, too bad. I... Because I don't know what my plans are next weekend. Too bad we couldn't, like, buy it. Because I don't think if I buy my ticket, I would get a seat next to you. Because you, you would have to buy them at the same time. Uh, oh, yeah. You choose. Uh, you got to choose your seat when you're buying a ticket online. So. Yeah. Uh, Trevin Gills and Gerald Mearshart. Scott Holzman and Dong Hoon Mai. And Kennedy Nechukwu and Darko versus Darko Stosik. I don't know any of these. Yeah, any of say- those names are uh, they are not familiar to me. So that's insane. That's insane. And then you got Mickey Gall. He's fighting in the undercard against Solom uh, Salim. Tahuhai, I I don't even know. Any, then you got Lucy Poodle. I don't know. Uh, like I'm looking, and you got Claudio Silva versus Cole Williams in the prelims. I'm assuming they're gonna have pre prelims too on that, right? Yeah, early prelims, right? They usually show that on uh, ESPN Plus or uh, or uh, Fight Pass. So. <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, sorry guys, I got a little bit of, I'm a little under the weather. Yeah, so, that's pretty much it for that card. And then we, tonight we got the UFC 240. <coughs> with Holloway versus... Yeah, that's another card, uh, that's another card where I'm actually not too familiar with uh, anyone outside the main event, the co-main event. I was actually looking at it earlier before uh, I got on with you. And a lot of yeah, the names, a lot of the names aren't really uh, ones that really uh, ring my bell. So. Yeah. What did you think about Leon Edwards' last fight against? Uh... <coughs> yeah. What do you think about his fight? I think he uh, the performance he had to do. You know, he uh, I mean, got, got a couple of takedowns on Los Angeles. Was kind of outpointing him on his feet. It's a very, uh, it was definitely a very uh, passionate horse type of fight. You know, a young, up-and-coming guy. I believe he's like 13-2, right? Pretty good record. Yeah. By a grizzled veteran who's already been a champion. He's kind of been around the block a few times already. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's probably the moment where uh, you really start hearing more about uh, Leon Edwards as a contender, 
in the top, <laughs> the ten. I think he's already. He might have been already in the top ten, but now he's definitely gonna be uh, someone that people are just keeping their uh, eye out on for a potential. You know, uh, maybe not Tyler Shot, not not Tyler Reddish's point, but he's at the point of his career where he can start you know, thinking about you know building up building a win streak. Or maybe he can eventually. He will eventually. Maybe he will eventually uh, challenge for that title. So. Yeah, because he's looking. He's looking for that title. He wants uh, Woodley or Masvidal. I mean, uh, not Woodley. Uh, Usman or Masvidal. Either one of those guys. But mm. what do you think? Do you think he? So you don't think he deserves a title shot yet? Is what you're saying? I think he's at the point of career where maybe he can start. Uh... He's on, the, he's on the way, maybe. He can get, like, uh, another two wins over uh, other ranked guys. But not yet. I think we still have, even though he had his start of uh, him maybe being talked about as a contender, but I don't think he's uh, ready for that shot yet, so. He's got to start, he's either got to win and then he's got to start making some noise. So that's basically what you're saying. You know he's got to build another, uh, he's already got Wistry going on. But I think he just needs to add, like, maybe at least, let's say, two more big names to his uh, kill list. And yep. then once he has that, then I think we can start uh, putting him as a, uh, considering him as a title challenger. Yeah, that, I think I agree with you. I agree with you. And then, uh, who do you think is going to win tonight's main card? Holloway or Frankie Egger? Oh, you know, as a Jersey boy myself, always got to show love for Frankie, but even though Holloway did lose, lose his last fight against a very game, uh, Dustin Poirier, I think he's still at his peak. I believe he's still in his mid-20s, right? And he's still got a lot of mileage on that gas tank. While uh, Frankie, unfortunately, I think that's another guy. He's kind of the same position that Jim Miller. I believe they're, they actually, that's another thing. Uh, him and Jim Miller, they actually fought each other way back in the day, I believe in the, around the, early, the mid to early 2000s. Back before uh, when guys were they were doing kind of the local MMA scene. Yeah, so, yeah. So that was yeah, that was way back. Uh, but fortunately, yeah, they're around the same age. And I think they're at kind of at a similar point in their career where, well, they're not really guys that are going to be. They're not really names that are going to bring up when you're talking about you know, title contenders. And you know, Frankie is fighting a guy who's not only a title contender but someone who actually held that title. So I think at this point, it's going to be too much for him. Max Holloway is just, you know, just too quick. His reflexes are still there. He's just too tough, and this guy, he just has you no know, youth on his side. And you can't really say Frankie. I, I believe, uh, you know, Frankie, you know, he has experience. But if you look at Holloway's record, you know, that's a guy who has a lot, he's had a lot of fights, too. So mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he, you can even really give the uh, experience as to Frankie, really. So, so beyond that, like, what does he really have? So... Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm thinking that Holloway's going to take it tonight. That's that's my uh, feeling on it. Uh, don't get me wrong. If uh, Frankie gets that g- good right hand in and puts him down, I'll be the I'll be the, the loudest cheering guy in the room, you know. But yeah. I just don't really see that happening. I hear you. All right, guys. That's it for MMA News this week. We'll be back to the show after the short break. Hi everyone, we're back on the show, and I just wanted to make a quick announcement. This weekend, Saturday, August 3rd, my daughter and I will be interviewed on another podcast called The Real Talk Podcast Show. It's a, You can listen to it on Spotify, Radio Public, and Anchor. We're going to be talking about our audiobooks and, our, and my daughter's new upcoming book, which should be published uh, in the next few months. Again... You can listen to the interview on the podcast called The Real Talk Podcast Show. I'll put a link to it in the description of this episode. All right, guys, we'll be back after this short break. Hey, everyone, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show.
All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the sh- slash mark the shark MMA show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. from a little bit of everything with me podcast and you're listening to mark the shark mma show and don't forget to like subscribe and write to his podcast for more amazing episodes all right guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C, not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book. Or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.